Patriots Monday and Friday. 93.7 WEIFM and HD1. Lawrence, Boston. We're always live on the free Odyssey app. Number three of the Rich Keefe Show here on WEEI. Fitzy is here. It's a full tang program. You can join us at 617-779-7937. If you miss any of the show, you can download, subscribe to the Rich Keefe Show podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Of course, it is a Would You Rather Wednesday. And Fitzy, I have a series of questions for you. Always one of my favorite games. Look forward to this each and every week. Very simple. Would you rather have Mac Jones... Or Sam Howell? Going forward or this Sunday? Uh, actually, let's do it both. This Sunday or going forward. So start with this. just this Sunday. The answer for me is both. And I would take Sam Howell. Yeah, so... I think Sam Howell has, at this point, a greater upside. Now, Mac Jones, again, when you say this, people, this is not talking against Mac Jones, speaking out about him. He, the Patriots don't have a... Mac Jones problem, but he also hasn't been as good as we'd hoped he'd be. However, I think Sam Howell with the right coaching. Look what the enemy's gotten out of him so far, and this is just less than a half a year into trying to turn mm-hmm. this kid around. Don't forget, a couple of years ago, he was going to go first overall, and then he had a completely lost season, which sent him into the death spiral of getting taken in the third round. He's he has shown flashes of being a first round talent. Uh, oh, yeah, he certainly did. Yeah, and then he was a fifth-round pick, but he was one of those that, like, once he got kind of lost in, like, the second, third, he all of a sudden was in the fifth round. And I wonder if there was a little bit of the, well, Mitch Trubisky was a North Carolina quarterback. Now he's a North Carolina quarterback. Like, you're not getting that with Drake May, but nope. Sam Howell last year had the one start, and that also was the center of that Ron Rivera cut where we were talking about where he didn't even know they were eliminated. But Sam Howell has started uh, – Every game so far this year, three and five are the Commanders, but he has twenty one hundred yards passing, thirteen touchdowns, eight picks, QB rating of just over ninety, which is nothing to write home about. You know, quarterbacks no, now have not perfect, uh, much better QB rating. So that's dead that's middle. I think that, that puts him like sixteenth in the league. Uh, Mac Jones is twenty second at eighty two and a half. Uh, may I also point out that Sam Howell, I believe. Now I'm not sure if this is uh, also if this also goes part and parcel with his. Uh, style, if how long he holds on to the ball, the fact yeah. that he runs around a lot and tries to make plays. He at one point was on pace oh, I think to you're be right. the most sacked quarterback in NFL history. Uh, Yeah, he has been sacked 41 times. Excuse me? 41 times in eight games. So, He's on so pace he to get sacked more than 80 pace. times. Yep. Oh, yeah. To be the, so that's how bad his offensive line has been, and look what he has done still. Maybe that's why Matt Judon tweeted out the gif of Kane, because he wants to come back this week. Judon would have like three sacks this week. <laughs> so just to put in perspective, uh, the next closest to getting sacked as much as Sam Howell, so he has, he's been sacked 41 times. Daniel Jones has been sacked 28 times. And he's missed a couple of games. He's only played five games. He's missed three games, so he's kind of close. So then for the next guy who's played eight games would be 26 times. That'd be Russell Wilson. Really? And then Desmond Ritter, Justin Fields, Zach Wilson, Bryce Young. A lot so of bad for all quarterbacks. Of our grousing about the Pats line, it's not even close to the top uh, in terms of sacks. No, I don't think so. I don't even see Mac see, Jones. Oh, he's see. way down there. He's been sacked 16 times, which is 19th. See? Yeah. 
Now, I mean, or that the Mac Jones defenders could say, "See, he knows when to get rid of the ball." Or yeah, you, he's got the quickest yeah. release in the conference. <laughs> he's also averaging well, like two hundred yards passing a game. Whereas Sam Howell, they let him throw a little bit more, and he's averaging two sixty eight per game. Mm-hmm. He's six sixth in yards. So yeah, I would probably, uh, I for sure would rather have uh, Sam Howell. It's not like a wide margin by any means. Like they're they're probably somewhat similar, but uh, right. You know, a little early maybe for game talk as well, but do you think Belichick, I know this is would you rather not do you think. But, yeah, 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 well, also uh, a good game. Uh, uh, do you think, oh, I never, <laughs> no one ever had a bad think. time playing nope. do you think. Nope. Uh, do you think Belichick is going to have one of those, like, I know Howell's a second-year quarterback, but he's going to dominate him like he does a lot of rookie quarterbacks type of games with confusing coverages, or is it going to be one of those Sam Howell's, Unique elite athleticism gets the better of Belichick's, you know, banged up secondary. Yeah, it's a good question because I feel like he does fit the mold still of like that rookie young quarterback. This will only be his 10th career start. So he's still in that. But I don't know if they have the personnel to do that. Like in years past when they have dominated either backup quarterbacks or just bad quarterbacks, like you had Matt Judon, you know, you you had – you know, say Devin McCourty or like or or a number one corner, whoever that might be. Like I don't know. I don't know if you even have that now. No, you don't. No, no, you definitely don't. No. So that's what I'm saying. Like <laughs> even even if you drop like the perfect scheme for like a young quarterback to try to confuse him, like I don't know, just Sam Howell and Terry McLaurin might be able to like out outdo you. Yeah, I mean he and looked Don, he looked pretty Dawson good too. against the Eagles last week, and the Eagles have a much better defense. Yeah, they do. They and a must and a better pass rush. Yeah. And and Howell was able. And that's to, why Judon's coming back. Apparently, again, the Kane <laughs> allegedly, jokingly, we're not uh, announcing come anything. On. In case you just tuned in, yep. everybody. Yep, we're having a little bit of fun. All right, would you rather Josh Uche, premier pass rusher, Josh Uche, for the next Pasher. nine games, or a fourth round pick? Fourth round pick. Yep. Would you rather have Chase Young or Montez Sweat as the uh, Patriots' upcoming opponent? The Washington Commanders traded both of them away. Montez gonna make you sweat or chase forever young. <laughs> that's the uh, question. That's, that's it. Chase young. I can't. I mean, sweat is really good. He's fast AF coming off the edge. But like I've seen Chase young when he is motivated and what you are going to get and when he's healthy and motivated and what you're going to get now is Chase young thinking a he's got a chance to win a Super Bowl or at least get to a championship game with the San Francisco 49ers and help get them out of their spiral uh, and now be a part of maybe the best pass rush in the history of the NFL and B get a hundred million dollar contract. So you're going to see a chase young, like you have never probably not seen before out in San Francisco. I would take chase young in a heartbeat. And I get that this San Francisco team hasn't won the super bowl. And I get that the Philadelphia Eagles haven't won the super bowl. They were both there recently, but they haven't won it yet. But I love the idea of trading your draft picks for established stud players. And like, not what's even first-round draft Not picks. even first-round picks in a lot of these cases. But you look at what the Niners have done and getting you know Christian McCaffrey last year at this time and then just adding Chase Young to go on the other side of Nick Bosa or the Eagles getting A.J. Brown with a trade and then also drafting Devontae Smith. Like, And then even last year, didn't they trade for Robert Quinn? And I know he didn't, but they were like, we just need more pass rushers, even though they were insane in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. And he didn't even do a whole lot. But I just like the idea of those teams being like, we're good now. 
let's make these moves rather than hoping we hit on another third round pick in a couple of years. So yeah, and look at the Detroit Lions also just snuck one under the wire yesterday. They're like, yeah, I know we've got a good offense. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll we'll still take Donovan Peoples Jones. Yeah, right. They're six and two. They're like, why why not now? All right. Would you rather mm-hmm. the Red Sox this offseason get the combination? The uh, I think we actually put the trademark on this. The Yamamoto Soto combo. The Yamasoto. Yamamoto and Juan Soto. Mm-hmm. Oh, and real quick, the reason I even asked this too is the Padres today took out a loan for fifty million dollars. Oh no, five hundred million. I'm sorry, five hundred million dollars took out a yeah. loan <laughs> to address to whisker more than I could loan them, <laughs> a little more than fifty million to address short term cash flow issues and meet their obligations. Evan Drellick had a post on this earlier today. Half a billion. A baseball team took out a half a billion dollar loan, which means they getting rid of somebody. Tatis, Soto, someone. They gone. So I say the combination of Yamamoto and Soto or Shohei Otani and Fernando Tatis. And again, Yamamoto and Otani are both free agents. Soto and Tatis are both under contract, but it feels like the Padres are going to legit have a fire sale. So you could get some sort of combination. Which pair would you rather have? Uh, I I said before, I'll say it again. I'll take the Yamamoto. Yeah, because you're getting the arm this year. Uh Uh-huh. Nobody, like... Soto somehow played in every game this year, so he's dependable, yeah, right. healthy, durable, great hitter. For all we like, uh, he could just become a star, mainstay at Fenway and an absolute star. Yamamoto, he is he is not going on like. Well, I think, I think it was for Shohei Otani. I think the first one was a replacement UCL surgery for Tommy John. I think this one is the bracing, which is what they did with uh, Brock Purdy in the off season. Still, regardless, he's not pitching next year, and I don't know how effective he's going to be pitching again. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure Yamamoto's got a chance to be elite if he joins Major League Baseball. I mean, I'd be thrilled with both. I'm actually going to take the Otani Tatis, and I am right. wishful thinking that Otani can pitch in 2025. I know that's no guarantee. I like Tatis even more than I like Soto. I think they're both great. Tatis is, oh, well, they're both super young, but mm-hmm. you get the right-handed bat so he can hit, you know, Right above Devers, right after Devers, whatever. You have no problem doing that. Ding uh, is over the monster. Yep. He can play a uh, great outfield for you. And, I mean, Otani's coming in, and even if he doesn't pitch for a couple years, he's going to hit 40 home runs. He's going to be one of the best hitters in baseball. So if you, he's oh, got a DH. That's the problem. That's like, fine. That, and, but that logs that log jams Yoshi and uh, or, uh, Endeavors. Uh, Yoshida and uh, Endeavors from playing – DH, which is a problem. Like, yeah, Otani's never going to play the field. No, that's true. And I wouldn't do it for anybody else but him. Like, I think it's worth it for him. And I'm just, I, and hopefully you can rig up the contract in a way where, hey, we're not going to pay you $600 million if it ends up being you can't pitch. Like, if you hit a certain number of innings or certain whatever, then we'll be happy to pay you what it is. And then he's a two way player. And he's still like the biggest story in baseball, like, if he was able to do it again. Oh, he's definitely larger than life. What was yeah. the comp I saw? Somebody was was it Ken Rosenthal or somebody was batting some spot some possible numbers around, and they thought that uh, uh, he was going to get Shohei was going to get like still was going to get ten for four fifty. Yeah, I believe it. Judge almost got four hundred himself, right? And he broke his pinky toe and did yeah, nothing. Can't last play. Year. And then he still hit a bunch of home runs actually. But yeah, he, he, how many dingers did he end up hitting? I think Judge. Let me double check this because I want to know for sure. I think Judge hit way more than. Because he didn't play in a lot of games, so it was like, uh, let's see, the final total for him was in, uh, take a guess, in 106 games. I'll give you the games, 106 games. 
How many? 27. 37. Really? Yeah. That is the quietest 37 home run season yeah. I've ever heard of. Yeah, the Yankees sucked. All year. I mean, so the Red Sox, but the Yankees were... Yankees yeah, they were, were real bad, too, yeah. Yankees were not good. All right, would you rather, Fitzy, mm-hmm. trick-or-treat on Halloween regardless of the day or always trick-or-treat on the Sunday closest to the day? Oh, come on. Is that even a question? That's the question. Always the Sunday closest to Halloween. Okay. I don't need to go trick-or-treating on the... Now, somebody... Now, the purists may say, this guy's an idiot. What do you want to celebrate Christmas <laughs> on the Sunday <laughs> closest to Christmas? Come on, how dare you? Come on. No, do you know what? Because going out on a Tuesday, like, my kids were a disaster today. Because, A, they were up too late. Now, not to say that, you know, doing it on a Sunday night wouldn't be a similar yeah, issue. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a Sunday, you know, no one's coming home from work. You can start the trick-or-treating earlier. You can have the parties all afternoon and then just do a quick candy you know, candy run, and the, the, yeah. I, I think that's a great idea. It's probably like, easier like, on the Sunday. Yeah, I mean, yeah. how did uh, how did the the key fets do tonight? They had a great time yesterday. Of course, I was here working; I didn't get to take part, but they had a, they had a blast in it. Mm-hmm. But uh, you're right; it's a little bit different story when you have like a full day of mm-hmm. school and then full day of work potentially. Then you come home, then yeah. you, gotta, you gotta get your stuff all together, then you gotta race out of the house, and yeah, a little chaotic. Yeah. Did you do any? Uh, did you do any morning after candy exchange? There's a whole stock exchange of candy swapping going on with my son and his friends, and then the two boys this morning, and which ones they don't like. Uh, very also disappointed. I only got two almond joys out of my two kids' satchels. There was only like three. two. No, so uh, one of my wife's friends came over because I was obviously here. So one of my mm-hmm. to, to sort of help because you got a four and a one year old running around out there. And uh, so my wife's friend ended up taking most of the candy home because my daughter doesn't even really love candy that much. She just loves the whole idea of going up to people's houses, saying trick or treat, looking at the candy, putting in the the little bucket. And and she loves the whole premise of it. She's not scared of anything, which is crazy, but doesn't really love candy. She's your kid. So I was terrified when I was little, though. Yeah. When I was. Oh, my God. I was scared of everything when I was little. I was not about the haunted houses and all that stuff. I eventually learned to enjoy that stuff. But. At the time, hell no. So the candy, so there wasn't even that much candy. To so be yeah, had. I mean, I got good... stuff. I got stuff that I could have, but yeah. not even a ton. Yeah. So I don't know. Any trick or treating, Chelsea? No, I, I, I've said this to a few people. I don't know what it is, but like the past five to seven years, I have no. I, I've gotten like one or two people to come by my house so to the tw- point where I don't even buy candy anymore because it's like a well, waste. Twenty twenty knocked a lot of people out of the game. Right, twenty twenty. There was a treating became a thing. We did the. uh, I think we set up like a little table right at like, you know, and like we put bags there, and I think like three people came by and took them. Because I'm in like a little stretch where we should get a lot, and it's been kind of fifty fifty. We've been in this house for like six six years, maybe six Halloweens, and uh, some years we got a ton of people run out of candy. Then other years we have like a bunch left. It's bizarre, but I think twenty twenty definitely messed things up. All right, lastly, uh, would you rather rake leaves? Or shovel snow. I mean, one of them kills people. The other is raking leaves. I hate raking leaves. I, I, I feel like I, you're I, never done. You can't get like you can't get all the leaves, and then even when they're over together, they end up kind of like blowing back, and then you're stuffing them in a bag yeah, or whatever you're doing with them. Whereas like yeah. the walkway, I'm like, all right, the walkway shoveled. That's it. Especially if it stopped snowing, like. I can do the steps, do the walkway, do the driveway, uh, and I'm done. So freaking heavy. It's heavy, fair. It, the, on the knees, the back, the shoulders, everything. Now, the one thing that does bother me, like, okay, if I sh- if I rake the leaves, I can make a pile for the kiddos. They jump yep, in. Yep. But now you have to be worried about one of the neighbor's kids that got a tick recently do- jumping in a pile of leaves, uh, and now you got to worry no, about that nonsense. No. Then disease. you think, like, okay, I'm just going to wait 
and I'll wait till all the leaves fall. But then you get judgy neighbors that are like, like oh, oh yeah, you're piling up. Yeah, piling <laughs> up over there. Huh? Pi- and, and you know what? And also, just like, I don't mind the sound of a snowblower because it happens during a storm. It's quick, whatever. Yeah, yeah. But like the entire autumn of, you know, landscaping crews coming in like with the the lo- the leaf blowers, yeah, yeah. that sound every morning, 730. Get out of here. It's tough. Yeah, no. See, I wish I could burn the leaves. That would I, I say it every year. Nothing. I wish I could just throw it in a barrel and burn it. My grandmother used to do it all the time in our backyard in Braintree. <laughs> she would grab my mom's bills and all the leaves and would just burn them. <laughs> Until the fire department came over one time and was like, ma'am, you can't really do that. Why? So what is the deal with that? Is it, is it like it, toxins or something? What's the, well, re- yeah, what's super, the reason What it is, it's super dangerous. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Just, like, just like more fires. Gotcha. Yeah. I think if you live in like New Hampshire and yeah. you know, you're you next do whatever door you neighbor, want. Yeah, yes, live, live free for, or yeah, die. But, you know, but like for me, the houses are kind of on top of each other Got in it. Revere. You know? Yeah, that's a good point. They're not they don't need to just burn in piles of leaves. Yeah, yeah you, just, you get too much of it, and it's just it's a mess. Yeah, so I I would I would still prefer the snow shovel, but yeah, I'll go leaves. You're right. You don't hear about people dying raking leaves typically. Not often. Not so no, often. That's that's true. All right, you can join the program six one seven 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 nine seven nine three seven. Hit us up on Twitter and Instagram at Rich Keefe Show. Uh, we're taking it up until ten o'clock. It's a Would You Rather Wednesday where Bill Belichick is uh, rumored, at least Mike Florio, rumored to be uh, the commanders could have interest in trading for Bill Belichick, also the same day that Josh McDaniels has been fired. So we're talking about all that with you right now. Here is Stiz with What's Trending. The Greg Hill Show, weekdays 6 to 10. Now, here's What's Trending on WEEI. Here's what's trending on WEI and WEI.com. The Patriots continue to get ready to take on the Commanders on Sunday at Gillette Stadium. Kickoff at 1 p.m. Four Pats players did not participate at practice today. Those players were Calvin Anderson, Farrell Brown, Trent Brown, and Devontae Parker. Seven players also on limited participation. Those players were Christian Barmore, Jawan Bentley, Miles Bryant, Jonathan Jones, Vidarian Lowe, Josh Uche, and Dietrich Wise. The Pats announced yesterday that Kendrick Bourne has been moved to the IR list officially, and Mac Jones spoke with the media earlier today about finding a wide receiver who can step up and fill Kendrick's role. This week of practice will be really good to see you know, who wants it, who wants to go out there and compete, uh, who wants to pay attention to the details and um, work to get on the same page and the spacing and the depth, the splits, all that stuff. So that's, you know, as a quarterback, that's what I'm going to focus on is helping them understand how important that is for me to have success, and that ultimately gives them success. Crazy morning in Vegas. The Raiders fired head coach Josh McDaniels and general manager Dave Ziegler, as well as benching quarterback Jimmy G. The Raiders named linebackers coach Antonio Pierce as their interim head coach, and their current assistant GM, Champ Kelly, will serve as interim GM. The 3-0 Celtics, they're home tonight, hosting the Indiana Pacers tip-off was about an hour ago at 7.30. Right now with about eight minutes left in the first period, Celtics up 56-36. to Bruins have the night off tonight. They'll be back on the ice at home tomorrow when the Maple Leafs come to town. Puck drop at 7.30. And Game 5 of the World Series started just about 10-15 minutes ago with the Diamondbacks and the uh, Rangers. Diamondbacks won last night, 11-7 in Arizona. Game 5 in Arizona tonight as well. We will keep you posted on that score. I'm Stiz. That's what's trending now on WEI and WEI.com. More Rich Keefe Show coming up. 
You can stream the show or listen on demand anytime. Just download the Odyssey app. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. Say W-E-E-I's a favorite and listen wherever you go. Now, more of the Rich Keefe Show on W-E-E-I. Back here on the Rich Keefe Show with Fitzy, W-E-E-I, taking up until 10 o'clock. One hour from now, grab bag, Fitzy, grab bag, which we will get into this topic more. We had people uh, texting in, and uh, Bobby Knight passed away. Yeah. Bobby Knight, of course, uh, legendary coach. And it's funny, every single person I think I've seen tweet about it has used the word complicated. Every single person has used that word. I thought they were going to use polarizing, perhaps. Yeah, they went straight up complicated. But at the age of 83, of course, the uh, longtime Indiana coach mm-hmm. also had a run with Texas Tech there at the end. He was there about seven years, I think, at Texas Tech. But yeah, Indiana hadn't really been in the public eye in a while. I no. know he had made it back for a tribute night at Indiana. Um, I would say uh, emotional. If if not volatile, sure volatile, time, yeah. as some people like to say, perhaps. Yeah, yeah, you could say that. You could say that. So uh, we'll have more thoughts on that uh, when we get into grab bag. But the Patriots are essentially at the midway point. 17 games kind of throws everything off. Still don't love it, but they're 2-6 and six mm. through 8 games. At Where's this it? point, when you're taking a measure of it, whose stock is currently lower? The quarterback, Mac Jones, or the coach, personnel man, Bill Belichick? It shouldn't be Mac Jones because he didn't put this team together. He's just trying the best he can to help this team win. He's working with what he has, which, of course, a friend allegedly said was garbage. Uh, however, <laughs> yeah, yep. it, however, definitely not I, his words. Only a friend. Yeah. Only, a, yeah. you know, quote, a source, mm-hmm. a friend. But it has to be Mac Jones because he doesn't have six Super Bowls. He does like there's no nothing to fall back on. There's no, no, there's no, nope. there's no impressive LinkedIn page. Doesn't have no, it. He's got that national championship, but the shine from that has long since dulled and yeah. worn off. No, no. It's sadly it's Mac Jones right now. I think he has unfortunately, if not maybe even unfairly, taken a and shouldered a large brunt of people's frustrations with how poorly this team has played this year. Yeah, I think the news and I know some of it's speculation, but over the last twenty four, forty eight hours Nobody called about Mac Jones, so nobody would trade for Mac Jones. And then you have Florio saying the Commanders would trade trade for him, like now, for Belichick. Now, if that is spin control, I so help me God. Yeah, I know. If well, that's, that's what. A, what do you believe? Yeah, right? you know. Hey, someone's interested in Bill. Nobody called about Mac. <laughs> if there, if that, if that came from one Patriot Central, then so help me. Stock, no, is stock it, is so low. That's petty. Stock is pretty low, but I think I would probably look at it this way: where. Hypothetically, both are free agents going into next year. I think there might be a couple of teams that would say, all right, let's give Bill Belichick a a crack at this. He can be our head coach. We feel like he is better than what we currently have or who we could potentially hire outside of him. Whereas I don't know how many teams, if any teams, would say Mac Jones can come in here and be the starter. Maybe compete for the job. But n- nobody's just going to hand over the starting job to Mac Jones. Therefore, I think his stock has to be lower at this point. Is there now, if there's any truth to the commanders wanting to pursue Bill Belichick in the offseason, per, per the Florio, not even report, no, sort it was, of it was whatever relay, was. whatever you want to call it. What I heard over the weekend from someone I know and someone I trust that made me say, whoa, that's interesting, is... <laughs> 
the possibility that the end result for the commanders is a trade with the Patriots for Bill Belichick. Drops the mic, walks off. You're like, all right, mic get drop. back here, get back here. Explain yeah, a little bit more. What's your middle name, Florio? <laughs> drop. Uh, you know. Anyway. God, it's just such a. <laughs> really, like, anyway. now, if you were interested in a college coach to come take over for the Patriots or for the Commanders, you probably wouldn't have to spend a draft pick. Now, I don't know how you go about convincing Lincoln Riley to leave the cushy confines of Southern California. For just pour a hemp blow, just maybe yeah. somebody who whose stock would be on the rise. Well, it'd be double, right? It's it's anytime they take a guy from college, I feel like those guys just burn their college contracts and just like even if they, they have, can get out of all of them, with they the always do. I'm like, oh, I was at a, a smaller school, I'm going to a bigger school. It's like we just signed you. It's like doesn't matter. They just move on. So I think they could go and. It, the, the coach needs because like they're getting a lot of money in college now, so it just needs to be like either to their ego or it was like a career goal of theirs. Like I want to see if I can do this in the NFL, and then you play into that and you give them you know a, t- a huge contract and you give them a lot of control, and that'd be probably the way to get a guy like Lincoln Riley. Yeah, sure. If it was well, I would rather have at this point take the upshot that he can you know, mold a young quarterback because that is by far and away the most important asset right now or the most important mm-hmm. uh, part of a head coach is just the relationship with the quarterback. So that's what I would try for. Yeah, or, is, or does Lincoln Riley, wherever he goes, like, oh, that's where Caleb Williams is going to go. Possible. I mean, he's he's already gone Wouldn't from... Wouldn't be so bad. Although Caleb Williams' record against winning teams in college now that ever since the Utah game, then, of course, Utah subsequently just gets their junk handed yeah. to them uh, by Oregon last Saturday. I like that Oregon team, though. I, I'll tell you what, I am in on this Bo Nix. I'm starting yeah. to get in on this Bo Nix guy. Yep. I hear you. I like 21 it. 21-1 and one with the the, the, pat, the passing touchdowns to INTs this year. Yeah. Sick rating. Is I talking to him with you about this? He's married? Yeah. Isn't that weird? Yeah, married. I mean, hey, like he's live an your adult. life. Do what you want to do. But he's, he's, got like a, he's got like a perfect smile you could use on billboards. Sure you could. Sure you could. Like yeah. Mr. All-America. He, you know what he looks like? Who's that? He looks like um, he looks like our hero from uh, the boys, Highlander. Yes, or Homelander. Look- Highlander. He's Homelander. Highlander. There yeah. can be only one. Anthony Starr. Yeah, he He's got look- a little Homelander to him. Mm-hmm. All right, he does a little bit. All right, let's go to Mark in the car. He joins us next year on Weei. What's up, Mark? Hey, boys, how are you? Doing all right. Quick, would you rather? Okay. Yep. Okay. I oh, love this. This is great. Would you rather have the current coach and quarterback or? theoretical here uh gerard mayo and lamar jackson oh my god that second one not even Mark close in the car I, i'll take mayo Rich and lamar jackson. With lamar jackson <laughs> i was gonna say me and lamar but like, hey, lamar do whatever you want out there yeah i thought he was gonna go draw mayo and i don't know bailey zappy or like or, or like a much lesser quarterback to make you really think about it but no it's, oh, it's smokes are you kidding yeah that one's not close as much as i would like to really detach myself from the Belichick tree as the as the replacement for Belichick. That's how we sort of started the show with Josh McDaniels getting fired by Vegas today. Just another example of another guy that was coaching under Bill that tried to run things on his own and was a disaster. So why would you want any of those guys to take over here? Even if it's the same building and the same owner, Like I wouldn't mm-hmm. trust any of those guys to have anywhere near the success. Well, now, I've, now I feel compelled to ask you. All right. Uh, full well knowing that during the off season, we were told by uh, Mr. RKK himself, Robert mm-hmm. Kraft, that he was texted by Meek Mill that during Lamar Jackson's sort of 
you know, phantom zone, free agency, restricted free agency period, that he wanted to come play for the New England Patriots and that they could have had him for two first-round draft picks. Knowing that you wouldn't have Christian Gonzalez, mm. would you feel better with Lamar Jackson going forward? I'd feel significantly better. Yeah. Why didn't they pursue? Why? I don't know. Money? Was it money? Was it capital? Because like just seeing what the Ravens are doing, and Todd Munkin has done an awesome job transforming the Ravens' offense. Yeah, uh, and he kind of like uh, what probably it was a week four or five. They really kind of like got going. Like it was like a, the gear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Although Odell Beckham's not doing anything for him, but I mean, the Gus Bus had three touchdowns last week. Mark Andrews looks like a all pro once again. Yeah, Zay, Zay Flowers yeah. blossoming. Yeah, no. I mean, I I love Christian Gonzalez, but anytime you get a really good, yeah, I, I saw exactly I'm what you so, did. I'm, I'm so trying so to sorry. steamroll right through it. That you should have. The uh, the quarterback is just the most important thing. And if you, mm-hmm. I would say Lamar is firmly in the top eight in the league. Oh yeah, he's having a borderline MVP. I don't. I can't tell you right now with any certainty who I think is going to be the MVP. I've, I've only said before that I think Tyreek Hill deserves yeah. consideration. He merits votes for the way he has played the season, what he's doing for Tua McDaniel in that offense. Otherwise, like guys like Lamar. Oh, he's up there. If yeah. Joe Burrow leads Cincinnati back from one and three to a playoff seating, back into way deep on the playoffs and puts up his typically sick numbers, mm-hmm. he deserves consideration as well. Yeah, I mean – if the Eagles have the best record, like Jalen Hurts will get in the mix. If the, even though Tyreek Hill probably deserves it a little bit more than Tua, Tua will get the votes first. It's just, I mean, it's the Heisman, oh, it's the quarterback, it's the quarterback on. award. I think it's all, it's all. Those I would like to see that. I, I for one would like to see that change this yeah. year. All right. Well, it only takes maybe your vote. You can lead the way with your vote. If only I had <laughs> a vote. Well, we have votes. Actually, we'll get to that at nine o'clock because you, me, and Hart made our preseason predictions. So we mm-hmm. can sort of see which one, because you actually had one that I believe was 100% correct. It was proven out correct today. Oh. In fact. Oh. Uh, so we'll you go through. Say. Yeah. You so we'll, we'll go through some of the ones that we had that might be trending correct, some that might just be flat out wrong, and then sort of what, who the favorites are currently. But let's go positive here for a moment. Not a lot of pa- positive Pats talk over the last two months. Through eight games, mm-hmm. who has been their best player? Stiz, can you play some music maybe <laughs> while well, we sort of think about that? You got some elevator a, music. Or have a hard we'll be right back. Best player on the New England Patriots through Oof. eight games. Christian Gonzalez was certainly looking as though he could be. Only played in four. Uh, Matt Judon, every year, is sort of a uh, candidate. It's not going to be him. He's not going to be him. It's not been Mac Jones. It's it not. been anyone on the offensive line. On the offense. Uh, Let me stop you there. On the offense. Probably hasn't on been On the offense. Yet. Nope. I can't believe I'm going to have to say Jabril Peppers. You know what? I think that is an acceptable answer. It has to be. I mean, who else? Who's the stand? No one is going to make the Pro Bowl games from this team. Uh, no, even Slater, even even Matthew Slater, who normally just walks right into the Pro Bowl. That's a vic- I, I love Slate as much as anybody else who's rooted for yep. this team their entire lives. But that feels victory lap contractish. Like I got to keep some people with the Patriot way around. Like. Yeah, Brendan Schooler is the standout on special teams. Correct. Now. Matthew, yeah. Matthew Slater can still run and gun with the best of them, but Schooler's the standout now. Uh, I best, would say Jabril Peppers. Uh, it's funny. Kyle Duggars had a couple of good games and a couple of awful games. So right. like, he hasn't I, been consistent right. enough to get right. the vote for me. It's same with the, any of the offensive guys. You know, like uh, Pop Douglas nope. here and there. 
Pharaoh uh, Douglas even have a time? Pharaoh Brown. Pharaoh Brown is Pharaoh Brown. <laughs> Brown may get the bronze medal. Out today. Pharaoh did Brown. not practice today. Out with the back injury. Pharaoh oh, Brown. Now we're screwed. The one big play guy. He was out. Uh, Trent Brown was out. With what now? Uh, how about this? Ankle and knee. He has two injuries. He Does did he not even practice. squat, bro? I mean, like, he's got such toothpicks for legs for a man who is just so massive. A big guy, a big fella. Devontae Parker didn't practice still, and uh, Calvin Anderson. So they had four guys not practice today. If you're, you know, if you're getting so ready which, for Washington like Belichick is. Okay, so that means that we could be getting the booty call Sunday, that it may be time to see Kayshawn Booty make his return after he played against an a- NFC East team the first week, didn't drag his toe, and was sent to Guantanamo for a month and a half. <laughs> uh, I just still can't get over that they don't even have any candidates. Like if you were doing the uh, like a, a, an actual award show where you have nominees, mm-hmm. like your three nominees for Best Patriot of the Year are Kendrick Bourne would have been the de facto answer, but yeah. now he's out, so he can't win. Yeah, so I I guess to to this point it would be Bourne Peppers, yep, and. I mean, Chad Ryland missed too many kicks early. He might be rounding into it. No. Nope. Okay, not Chad Ryland. Bryce Barringer is getting no. better. but Yeah, it's not better. Be, better, but no. It's not the punter. No. It's not Joe Cardona. It's tough. <laughs> is there one guy that stands what? out to you as the, as the worst guy? Is there one guy? The worst guy? The worst player on the team? I got mine. Uh, Who's yours? I'm going to go Juju Smith-Schuster. Yeah, he's been super unremarkable. He's been terrible. I know he got a touchdown in the game on Sunday, which was just sort of like a Devon bizarre. Devon Godshow has done absolutely nothing oh, yeah. for me lately. Yep. Forgot about him. I'm he... not going to make fun of the rookie offensive guards, although City So has actually started playing pretty oh, well. He's grading it. Fedarian Lowe's just, unfortunately, oh, you know what? No, he's not. Fidarian yeah, Lowe, he's the worst right. guy. He's the worst guy. And how about the fact that Wheatley, like Pierre Strong was making plays for the Browns last Sunday. Fine, like they were getting yeah. him going. Yeah. Wheatley hasn't seen the field yet. No. Wheatley. Wheatley, Tyrone Wheatley. Yeah, that's the most interesting Again, thing about sorry, him, actually. Folks, if Tyrone you can't Wheatley. laugh at this at this yeah. point, oh, no. Wheatley, if you can't find a way to laugh at this at this point, then I'm sorry. Like, yeah. then you're just too self serious about this because it's truly absurd. Just what an odd set of circumstances surrounds this team, what injuries they've had, and just how dire so many of these positional circumstances seem. Oh, yeah, it's been a rough go. It's been a rough yeah, it's been, go. It's been a pretty rough go. Nine games left, too. Wow. That's a ton of games left. That's more than half the season if you want to play I mean, that like, game. We're talking NBC's going to have to flex the Christmas Eve game now between Broncos Patriots. That you can The second flexing oh, is allowed. Fingers that crossed on out. that for, right for you and Hart specifically. You guys oh, can get God. out of that. Did That's you see, crazy. though, that the league did not? Flex out the week 10 Sunday night game. So not this I think Sunday. They're only allowed to start on week 11. I saw Schefter. Oh, so maybe he got it wrong. Schefter said the date yesterday was the uh, deadline to do it, and they didn't. Oh, really? And what is the week 10 Sunday night game? Jets Raiders. Oh, God. <laughs> it is? Jets Raiders. Maybe they knew there was something coming up about the McDaniels firing. And they thought there would be a little interest. Maybe the Jets will win again this Sunday. I guess. Jets, like, Zach Wilson, you know, Aiden O'Connell. In prime what time. What, what are you going to do? I don't want to watch that game. I'm, I'm not going oh, to. I'm not going to watch that. Why would, I wa- yeah. why would I watch that? I know you do a segment on Dork called yeah. Should I Have Bought This? Right. 
Uh, should I, I watch this? I think we this? need a new segment <laughs> called Should I Watch This here on the Rich Keefe Show. No, you shouldn't. No, I'm no. not going to. You can't make me. Nope, you can't. That's a good point. There's got to be something else on. All right, uh, we come back a little Kiefer Madness, and it is Halloween candy related. Yesterday, very polarizing, Stiz. We did the candy tears. Oh, my God. My tw- my mentions were a yeah. blaze. People You're were, kidding. People were fired up about the candy tears. Oh, so yeah, this they don't, is they don't they don't play when it comes to nope. ranking candy. People are passionate about their candies. You can take so. all your candy corns and yep. you can fire them straight into the sun. Yep. How dare you? That's what I said. But yes, this the is devil's earwax and it sucks. <laughs> well, we have some uh, like, a, like a candy PSA, I guess you could call it, <laughs> coming up next here on the Rich Keefe Show with Fitzy. You can watch the show anytime via our live stream on Twitch or on YouTube. Find WEEI at Twitch TV or YouTube.com. And join in the conversation in the chat. Now, more of the Rich Keefe Show on WEEI. It's time for Kiefer Madness. Kiefer Madness. Richard Keefe, I think it is. Rich Keefe. Who is that? How are you doing, ladies and gentlemen? My name is Joshua Adams. Uh, what now? It's Kiefer Madness. Where's Keefe? Where, where is he? Where's Keefe? Where is Keefe? Hey, Keefe, you're a douche. I was doing Junko Inoshima from Danganronpa. I'm a firm believer in UFOs and Sasquatch. That's funny. Yo, Kiefer Madness is so hit or miss. Keefe's a nice guy. Keefe's a nice guy. Okay. Kiefer Madness? It's Kiefer Madness on WEEI. I bring it. The other thing I like is uh, is when they used to have the, the uh, sprees in a box outstanding. You have to go to the dollar store to find it, but I do. And then the latest, the, the latest, you know, there's still candy innovation, although a while back I found that Europe had better candy than we did overall because <laughs> they have gummy everything. You know, they have those Nerds Clusters, which is new. The gummy. Yeah, which is good. The Nerds Clusters is good. And then if you go chocolate, uh, probably Almond Joy. That, of course, the late, great Mike Leach talking about candy from a couple of years uh, ago. What a- oh, that was Who could forget that? That was iconic. I mean, he was fantastic. Loved the way he coached, loved his offenses. And then when he would start talking about Wedding. He has that great rant about getting married, basically saying don't. <laughs> like, and then that one on candy is uh, is fantastic. And but, an offensive innovator. Yes. Too. Oh, big time, big time. Some of the air, like he's largely responsible yeah. for the air raid offense that people give credit to, like Cliff Kingsbury and oh, others yeah. too. Yep, just chucking the ball. So this one is uh, related to the Halloween candy. Of course, Fitzy, a mm-hmm. couple of kids out there trick or treating yesterday. Same with me. So you got a lot of candy everywhere. So let's go down to West Virginia where some dentists are sort of uh, giving you some advice. Wait. West Virginia dentist. West dentists. Virginia dentist? It is the sound it seems of oxymoronic. the start of a bit here, but let's, let's hear what they have to say. It was estimated us consumers would spend about $3.1 billion on Halloween candy this year. And with many kids heading out to collect some of that candy during their annual trick-or-treat, what impacts can it have? News 9's Chloe Mezogaitis has details. Mm. Well, it's that time of year where we're going to start to see Halloween candy stashes making their way into our homes. Now, what can you do to ensure you're not going to end up in the dental chair like this and to help protect your health? I mean, not to be crazy here, but don't most people typically go twice a year to the dental chair, whether you eat candy on Halloween or whether you don't? She's like, well, you don't want to. last time you went? Uh, I don't know, four months ago, probably, and I'll go again in two months. Jeez, it's been a while. So I did have a long gap. I didn't have dental insurance for a while, so I was like, well, I'm paying for it. So I went a long time without it. But then ever since I got on dental, I got a dental uh, insurance, brag, 
I go twice a year. Yeah, I've been lazy about it, but still, still at the same time, kids listening right now, yes. that, that's no excuse. Don't brush your teeth. Uncle Fitzy, you should be going. To, I, well, I brush my teeth and floss every day. But there you go. You have to go at least once a year, if not twice a year as well. And wouldn't common sense just tell you, I don't know, brush your teeth, floss, rinse, et yep. cetera, yep. and uh, don't eat nothing but, pardon the double <laughs> negative, sugary candies. But they're, but they're making it sound like, oh, like after Halloween, like you're going to call your dentist and be like, I got to get a checkup. It's like, no, that's not really how it works. But anyway. And yes, common impacts are to your dental health. Dr. Olivia Mason at Almost Heaven Dentistry told us it's all about exposure time to the sweet treats. But the right course of action may shock you. Mm. It's much better for your teeth if you sit down and eat your full bag of Halloween candy at one time. I know it's going to upset your belly, but uh, it's much better for your teeth. So she's advocating eat the whole thing in one go. Just sit down, dump it out, and just eat all of it. It's better for your teeth. She goes, yeah, you might get violently ill, but if we're talking about your teeth, that's what you want to do. And then don't eat it um, again for the rest of the year. Wait, hold on. Has has anyone told her about things like, I don't know, like uh, pancreatic shock, diabetes? <laughs> She's just really uh, focused on the teeth. Yeah, just uh, having a heart attack, yeah. uh, not never sleeping again. Eat it all at once. Well, it does oh it. Oh, God. Yeah. This person was allowed on television? <laughs> well, I've always, I've always uh, been curious. Uh, that's why, you know, curious like a cat. That's why my friends call me Whiskers. If what's better for the human body, whiskers keep. <laughs> oh, whiskers keep. Is it uh, fifteen beers over the course of a week, where you have a couple every single night, or fifteen beers one night and then six nights where you don't have any? I think, at least for your teeth, it sounds like it would be the one night. Yeah, but that okay. Gr- good for your teeth. Good for your teeth. <laughs> if your teeth have no major organs to worry yeah, about. There is more of you. Then, that is true. You're not yeah. just teeth. You're not made of just no. teeth. Rather than no. we're going to hang on to this for the next couple months, and every couple hours we're going to get in there and get some kind of candy out. I don't think you're going to have candy every couple hours for a month. I don't have like, an alarm is, set. Like, quick. It's Snickers o'clock. Yeah, really, like, Half past the Kit Kat. That's a little strong. Dr. Mason says while sugar-free options are obviously better, there are key candies to avoid oh, for better oral hygiene. The worst kind of candy for your teeth is the sticky, tacky, chewy gummies. Something like chocolate It's not great for your teeth, but it's a lot easier to cleanse and remove from the teeth. So there you go. So all my oh, like my woman. Airheads, my Skittles, my Sour Patch Kids, my Swedish Fish. Love Airheads. Uh, the Blue Raspberry Airhead is like a top 10 candy for me now. I think she would tell you not to have them. Uh, no, the number one, somebody gave me one last night because they didn't want their kid to have it because they know the tale of what these candies can do. Yeah. I have a sugar daddy the size of a spatula <laughs> in the other room. I thought you were going to say... I thought you were going to say you have a, a thing of Pop Rocks and a Coke, but no. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I do that. Oh, no. I, I take what I do is I crush up the Pop Rocks and maybe a roll of sweet, like a little sleeve of sweet, like sweet tarts yes. or Smarties. Just do a little bump. Yeah. And then then you're flying. Then you, then you choke down a Mountain Dew Code yeah. Red. <laughs> For eight minutes, you are oh, flying. And then, can't yeah. feel your toes, but no. it's great. Mason says they normally see more patients, especially kids, coming in during the winter months due to this consistent exposure to candy. But it's not just your teeth that can feel this impact. Health Commissioner Andrew Henry says this could impact your daily routine starting the night of trick-or-treating. With trick-or-treat being in the evening, now you're talking about candy before bedtime, and that can negatively impact sleep if they have too much. I mean, that's a guy, you're being kind of a downer here. So now we people should have their FCC license pulled. <laughs> <laughs>
So the one lady's like, just eat it all at once. It's better for your teeth. The other guy's like, well, don't have any at night because you'll never be able to sleep. It's like, well. Do you have any idea what kind of trots you would develop if you just <laughs> shot down like 80, 87 Milky Ways and three Musketeers in a sitting? Uh, yeah, not good. Not good. The so reversal anyway. of fortune would be legendary. It would be. It'd be an all-timer. So there, I guess, is how they do it down in West Virginia, or at least how they're trying to <laughs> advocate for uh, how do you to handle your candy intake over the next couple of months. All right, three hours down, one hour to go here on the Rich Keefe Show with oh. Fitzy and that 920 <laughs> grab bag. We have an absolute slammed grab bag, so we'll get to that coming up here on WEEI.